0: Welcome to Episode 6 of the Film Bumps Podcast. My name's Jack. And I'm Zach. And this week we're going to be taking a look at the upcoming films at the box office. I Still Believe, Bloodshot, and The Hunt. Real exciting drop this week. What a draw at the box office! Really, though, an interesting uh, slate of films coming out. We've got, I still believe, which is uh, based on the true story of a guy who I think he plays guitar. As they do, yeah. And it's religious. It's I, the synopsis said faith brings you closer to faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's.
1: So are you? Well, first, let's. Start. Are you planning on seeing it?
0: Um, I you know compare you know I was we have so many other good options this weekend. <laughs> Otherwise, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm gonna pass. Yeah, uh, mate, I'll catch it on Blu-ray, 4K. <laughs> I hope it gets a 4K. Uh, then we have Bloodshot, which is the Vin Diesel uh, solo action flick, superhero movie. Yeah, he's a superhero, which he pr- pretty much is in the Fast and the Furious franchise, but. Uh yeah, I think I've seen the trailer for this, but I'm really blanking on it. But I assume
1: Vin Diesel's like it's jumping uh, off shit. Oh yeah, uh, I think he's like invincible or something. I don't know. I just keep seeing ads all over the place where he gets shot and then like is healed immediately. (laughs) New superhero. Okay. Yeah, you know I don't know.
0: (laughs) And then uh, we have the Hunt, which is the delayed and now finally coming out. Uh, I have it labeled as a political violent action movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's. Also, the non-Vin Diesel action movie option, which is why out of the three, it's probably the one I'd see this weekend if I were to see a movie, which I don't know
1: if it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you could with, uh, miss this week, but
0: but I don't think a lot of people will. It's gonna get into. I think this has a lot of different uh, crowds that it can draw in at the box office with the three options this week, uh, and we're gonna start with. I still believe. Uh, getting into the faith-based films and their domestic power at the box office. Uh, these things, you'll get a couple of them a year. You'll get a lot of them a year, actually, but a couple that like pop, like actually get a wide release. Oh, yeah. They do well. And they do well. And uh, this year, we've got I Still Believe to start us off. And we're taking a look at some of the top grocers just from the last uh, five to six years. Uh, as the religious movies, I think, have really taken a swing up. Uh, since The Passion of the Christ is still number one, it's grossed over like $300 million at the box office. Oh, yeah. Nothing's touched that really. You could call it a cult classic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but starting off uh, with 2014, God's Not Dead grossed $61 million. is worth noting it did have two sequels that came after it that bombed. Uh, I mean, they still might have made money because the budget is so low. But the second one made twenty, and the third made five million. So the audience audience was gone. Well, they (laughs) realized that God wasn't dead. They didn't need to do it two more times. Yeah, they're like, I thought God was dead. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. We figured it out. Uh, Then, same year, Heaven is for real grossed ninety-one million dollars. Twenty fifteen, War Room sixty-eight million dollars. Twenty sixteen, Miracles from Heaven sixty-two million dollars. 2018, I can only imagine 83 million dollars, and just last year, Breakthrough grossed 41 million dollars and was nominated for Best Original Song at
1: the Oscars. That that's so much money for these movies.
0: Yeah, because they cost nothing to make. No, because they don't have stars in them. They look like shit. The cinematography, <laughs> like I, nothing against. I don't watch these movies. But just from the trailer, you can see they're shot just as cheap as you can possibly make a movie.
1: So I've seen a few of these, unfortunately. Which ones? I saw God's Not Dead and, well, God's Not Dead too. Oh, (laughs) you skipped the third one though, you were part of the box office decline. Yeah, well, I found out God wasn't dead, so. No, but how they're filmed, and I mean, I can really only speak for God's Not Dead, but it's as if it's a soap opera that they decided, you know, we're going to make this a full movie and we're going to go leaning real hard into that God thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, because that's what they're about. And you, another thing you have to consider with these movies is that the advertising has to be non-existent because churches promote the Wait, hell out of these never movies. never
0: seen an ad for these really on no. TV. Like Breakthrough, like some of the ones that are like more subtle faith movies, you'll see ads for on TV, but
1: the strong ones... No. Never. Well, the thing is, is that if you're a churchgoer, that's their target audience. They're not trying to pull in atheists or any other religion, really. They sure. know they're not going to watch it. Yeah, but, it's not on YouTube for us. <laughs> yeah, no. But what happens is you'll go to church and the pastor will talk about, they'll, they'll base their sermon off of whatever the theme of that movie was. So they'll be like, oh, God's not dead. And that's just what they're discussing. And then at the end of the sermon, like you have to see this movie. It's, it's really important that so then they have they're literally being advertised for free, and they have all these churches, and because it's a, they don't they don't they play loose with it's just like a, it's a Christian movie, and they, they don't discriminate if you're Mormon, Catholic, pro, mm. like any of the branches, you're gonna watch this movie, yeah. and that's where they make their money right there because they have their select audience, they're gonna watch the movies. It, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really matter.
0: Smart not to lean into a specific religion. Just keep it broad. Get everyone that has a god in there. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the thing is is that those people will watch it multiple times. Like, you'll mm-hmm. go to church and go, I've seen it four times. You've seen it four and times? Like, you, you liked it that Because they gross, like, uh,
0: 80, 60 million dollars. They don't open up to, like, 50 million dollars. They open at, like, 10, 15. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, every week they're making, like, eight, 5 to 8 million dollars for two months in a row, they just stay consistent because the crowd just keeps coming back to it. They yeah. recommend it to other people at the exactly. church, the community finds it. They go to their church and they go, oh, have you seen God's Not Dead? Yeah. The next Spoiler alert, God's Not a, Dead. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's the trip there. So, um, I think, uh, based on, I Can Only Imagine is a really good comparison because it's also based on the true story about a guy who plays a guitar,
1: I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So, and Also, grows. there's a song that pretty and much a, every Christian knows. That, a that's a good. There you go. That's what you got to do. A popular Christian song and just name the movie after that. And you're like, I like that song. I think <laughs> I might check that out.
0: So probably I wouldn't won't see a big opening weekend from I Still Believe, but I think it'll have some legs at the box office cuz we still look at the competition right now and there's nothing for
1: You know, I'd like to see audience. a religious movie where instead of the main instrument being a guitar, which they always are, you have something like like I don't know, trombone. Um, you just get something baritone. Like, people are just like, oh, I love that. I can't... <laughs> well, <laughs> gotta get behind I it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure that these religious movies also draw into, the like, the, the country crowd. Mm, I think yeah, they're, well, yeah, they're all... yeah, because they're
0: all... Yeah, with the songs and everything.
1: Yeah, they're going for that conservative... And
0: because some of them are, like, the subtle religious ones, you'll just get in, like, the... You know, the basic... Th- I want a feel good movie this just looks like a touching story I'll go see that mm-hmm. take my mom to it yeah. you know, it will be nice and, sweet spot the moms and then you you'll be like 15 minutes here and you're like oh this is a this is a god movie <laughs> oh t- you can figure it out pretty quickly <laughs> and then you're just oh, I should have then you'll it really, you'll play back the trailer in your head and you'll be like I should have seen this coming you know what, what mistakes not have i not saying I've ever made this mistake <laughs> pretty specific there and moving on from that then we've got bloodshot new vin diesel solo action movie vin diesel better known for the fast and the furious franchise and also as group from guardians of the galaxy yeah that must be a
1: really hard role for him you know
0: yeah it's it's really i mean he i think the money he makes is well deserved for the work he puts in for that for sure <laughs> think about the hours you know the grueling yeah he grueling has to know. memorize the
1: entire script Ugh. Imagine like the difference between I am Groot and I am Groot. <laughs> yeah, he threw in a wee no spoiler, <laughs> uh, but wanted to take a look at Vin
0: Diesel's solo performance at the box office. He had a couple of the Riddick movies early on uh, in the early 2000s, they made like you know, decent 20 30 million dollars. Uh, but really, I wanted to look at where his pop was, which is, in my opinion, after Fast Five, when the Fast franchise was reinvented. <laughs> and just, it was, like, the biggest thing. It was a huge. Everyone loved it. I even think it's, it's the
1: best one. It's, like, a competent action movie out of all of them. It's the most competent. It's so weird how that franchise has switched. Like, can we just talk for a second <laughs> about how they started out as heist movies? Uh, it started out as a... Remake of Point Break with cars instead of surfboards. That's what it was. it's It was a direct copy, honestly. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy how those movies have gone from that to the latest, the Hobbs and Shaw. You literally have cyborgs, and nobody's batting them. I mean, they were already acting like superheroes, like doing insane, holding a, a helicopter with the chain on a building. And you yeah. just have to, okay, whatever. Then they literally are like, you know, fuck it. We're we're going all in. This is not realistic you know, in any way, shape, or form. In five years, when Marvel buys
0: Universal, we'll finally get the Fast and Furious Avengers crossover. <laughs> we've been set up for for years now. These two franchises have been on a collision course.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, if that doesn't happen, we'll see Fast and Furious, where instead of cars, they're they're on a. Uh, spaceships going through space and, you know, hunting
0: aliens and- I, I swear space has to be coming like they're doing 10 movies we've got this one no space 10 has to be space
1: because you're just out of options and then this <laughs> one they are flying the off a cliff <laughs> yeah it just started what well, And every movie they're just getting more ridiculous where their stunts where they'll be in helicopter just dropping out of the sky yeah and and this okay newest, that makes
0: sense when he like jumps off the cliff and then he's like holding by a he shot off the rope and it's swirling <laughs> him and it throws him off on the other end and it's like bolt no
1: like i can't even it, it oh, those movies are so infuriating and the way that they get their audience at least for like the general people and not your diehard fast and furious fans is that this is the last ride every time is the last mm-hmm. ride so you're I like oh shit one. i've already watched seven movies might as well see how this ends i think it's a different person end. has to say it each time <laughs>
0: yeah to make sure, like, hey, you say it last time? Okay, you got this one.
1: It's family.
0: Yeah, we'll get a family at. Corona's, <laughs> we'll make, I don't know, will Corona make an appearance? <laughs> yeah. It'll be controversial if no. Corona beers in this movie. A lot of, 38% of people will walk
1: out. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're at risk. <laughs> you know, Corona's probably going to be paying out the ass right now. They're like, we need our beer and fast exactly. people, yeah, people be are be not drinking it. It'll be everywhere. <laughs> they're <It'll be laughs> Every falling scene. from the sky like Transformers 4. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're always just intoxicated while driving their vehicles with their. <laughs> just
0: put a I have to put a warning before this one. I just feel like the actions <laughs> portrayed by the characters are not recommended.
1: If you couldn't tell already, it's not realistic. <laughs> uh, getting back
0: to Ben Diesel's solo. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got him away from his friends in the Fast and Furious. No Rock. No Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy taking a look at just Vin Diesel he has he's had three uh, real solo action movies since Fast Five come out first one in 2013 was Riddick which was uh, I think a continuation of that Riddick franchise like they brought it back because he was popular again mm-hmm. domestically grossed 42 million internationally 56 million for a total of 98 on uh you know I for Review aggregator sites, you know, they're fucking bullshit, but (laughs) it is what it is. Rotten Tomatoes for critic score, 57, audience, 56. Metacritic, which I like a little bit more, Uh, it's just an averaged out critic score out of 100, so it's not just, did I like it, they actually give a score. Mm. Uh, So it got a 49 out of 100. See, that's not good. No, see, like, that's coming off of the resurgence from Fast Five, Vin Diesel bringing, like, even if you're not into the franchise just him bringing in a new action movie should draw in a little bit more than that if you're gonna be like a if he he thinks of himself as a list star you know yeah. he does and if you're an a-list star that's not what you well call. he's in marvel
1: movies <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's how a could star you not recognize him he's groot <laughs> uh two years later uh this, this is where it gets interesting the last witch hunter Domestic gross, $27 million. International, $120 million. That is insane. $147 million total. This starts a trend. <sighs> the scores are not good. Rotten Tomatoes, 17% <laughs> critic. 43 audience, 34% got- Metacritic. The interesting thing is that the audience doesn't like it either to me. No, yeah. When I looked Did you watch
1: them, either of these movies? No. No, I didn't watch no, them No, God,
0: either. no. I haven't watched any of the ones we're talking about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to shit um, on them anyway. But I'm going to shit on them. But... I really expect the audience scores to be fresh when I look at these because these sites—they're specifically for
1: people that want to
0: see it. All these sites—they're geared for these people to have for it to be a ninety percent audience
1: mm. score. Oh yeah, but they're shit.
0: Yeah, they're bad. really bad. <laughs> and I don't know. You, Vin Diesel's crowd is loyal to him, but I don't think he has a general audience crowd. He has a very niche crowd. I think the general
1: public knows who vin diesel is and knows he's like an action star but they only care about him if he's in something yeah something that they want to watch already they're not he's not drawing in crowds from the general public it's kind of like he's kind of like a 99 cent tom cruise That tom cruise
0: does a little better than him but his franchise stuff kills but his smaller his just when he goes off by himself the jack reacher movies stuff like mm-hmm. that doesn't do as well yeah uh, and last one, 2017, Triple X, the return of Xander Cage, again, bringing back a franchise that he started when he wasn't as famous, now that he really is.
1: You know, they need to bring back the Iron Giant. Yeah, why not? That would do so well today, I'll yeah, tell you I'm right saying, now, that would do it, so It really well. would, it would top all of this. Maybe not internationally, though,
0: because domestically, only grossed $45 million, international three hundred and million, or is $346
1: that's crazy. It, what, it doesn't make sense it, to me. Is it all China? Like, I don't understand what... Because I can understand Chinese movies just wanting to see... Because they don't get that many American movies. They get ported over. So if they're going to, they want to see yeah. big-budget crazy and action The movies. guy from
0: Fast and Furious, those movies kill over there. Yeah, they'll... Just, and they just kill internationally in general. I think he just isn't... He's an internationally famous movie. That's what it is. And domestically, <laughs> you don't really give a fuck about him. But yeah. internationally, he's the shit.
1: Well, I mean, he's Groot, so yeah.
0: Forty-five percent critic, thirty-seven again. Audience is worse than the critic. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that's
1: crazy. Actually, that (laughs) forty-two Metacritic. I just don't understand that. They were really disappointed. That's what happened. They're like, I wanted to see the return of Xander, (laughs) and it was not the return I was looking for.
0: I mean, I remember the trailers for that movie. He was
1: he was skiing in the forest. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah, there was was that giant poster at the theater. It was huge. Yeah. Like, way bigger than anything else at the time. It didn't draw in the audience.
0: Had to, yeah, that budget was probably pretty big. For,
1: <laughs> you got to think, $45 million, I mean, it's not that great, but that's still decent, like, even for the United States. I mean, for your total box office run, though. That's right, total box yeah, office. Yeah, this is
0: total, not opening. If this was his opening weekend, this is solid, but this is how much it made yeah. total. No, yeah, you're right. Box you're right. Office. Like, that's not. Great. Especially if you're pulling that much internationally. It just really shows the big discrepancy right now. It's like him and the Transformers should just head over and start making... Once Corona dies down, <laughs> they kind of just head back over and
1: start making movies over there. Yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy that I can't... I didn't know this before we looked into it, that he's such a big star overseas. Mm. It's And it's hard to explain because he's...
0: I mean, I don't follow him on any social media, but... He has such a non-personality, it seems, <laughs> in the interviews I've seen from. Um, but he's Groot, so maybe that's, yeah, yeah. that's probably a big part of it. They know him as Groot, Baby Groot, more specifically. Yeah,
1: Baby Groot has had way more roles than regular Groot. <laughs> uh,
0: now, moving on from Vin Diesel, the final one, uh, The Hunt. Just going to go into the backstory behind it, because it's had a tumultuous time. Being released, at the box office. It was originally slated for a September 27th release back in 2019. Uh, it just had a trailer that uh, was very gun heavy and showed a, what appeared to be a politically charged message, just showing liberals hunting down conservatives for sport.
1: Yeah, what the fuck is that?
0: That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Interesting premise. It's like a Blum, it's a Blumhouse movie. Uh, August, that's like the
1: only thing it has going for. That's its biggest draw, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's, well, yeah, because they'll get they'll <laughs> lean into that. August 7th, uh, Universal announced that it was suspending its ad campaign after the uh, Daytona and El Paso mass shootings. It was still supposed to come out September 27th. They just weren't going to promote it anymore. No more ads. Uh, but a few days later, uh, on August 9th, Donald Trump went at the movie on Twitter with some angry tweets, calling it calling out the liberal elites and saying it was like propaganda and hate speech pretty much and the next day the movie was just pulled entirely wow the power of the president the <laughs> power of the power president. of twitter more specifically president on twitter
1: yeah you know that's how you address uh, movies yeah stuff a to be fair to donald trump he's a very big movie fan also <laughs> have you heard what he said about the oscars can we get gone with the wind back can we please? get gone with the wind back we bring back these great movies oh just for if people don't know what we're talking about <laughs> he he went on this rant on twitter about how no it wasn't even on twitter he was no, talking yeah, he was, he was, it was a direct quote he was yeah. talking about movies i think it was at one of his rallies and he was pissed that the parasite yeah won. they were talking about parasite and he was like korea This is so bad, uh, we can't even get American films, and bad trade deal with Korea, which I'm confused because I thought South Korea was our ally, but anyway, whatever. And he talks about how he wants good American movies back, like Gone with the Wind. Did you watch a single movie from last year criticizing them, and you haven't even seen any of them? You referenced Gone with the Wind, a movie in which has been heavily
0: criticized now for its depiction of the black maid in the movie. So can we get that back? Is
1: yeah, that, that's what we need. Make America need. great yeah. again. We need bad. Just, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Like, yeah, in, the whole argument okay, you, around that. You don't have to act like you know everything. You, you, I, like, not to get a, too political, but that's just. And uh, it's just a movie, man. <laughs> it's, it's, and he hasn't seen at it. At the I can end of the day, it. and you don't
0: have to watch it. Yeah. You, you can be upset about it to yourself, but if, at the end of the day, if you don't tweet about it now it's probably going to make more money than it was going to yeah. because now in february is it announced it's getting a release date march 13th this friday jason blum from blumhouse said it's exactly the same movie that it was when it was coming out in september they didn't cut anything but it got a new trailer that really leans into the controversy they're all they're talking about like the most talked about movie of the last year nobody's <laughs> seen yet and the whole trailer now it's cut to show you scenes from the movie that are like addressing the controversy in a way like they're saying like you thought this was real <laughs> like we were joking like talking about it like they're smirking. talking to the audience like they're talking to us like oh you took this seriously is like <laughs> we're painting liberal elites is hunting down conservatives like it's that broad like are you stupid <laughs> we're they're actors and it just looks annoying as shit honestly with the way i'm i'm probably like again the movie I'm most interested in this weekend, I know, because the other two options are so bad. But I still don't think I really care
1: to see it. You could just save your money for Quiet Place too. Yeah, I think that'd be well served. Uh, but shout out uh, Betty Gilpin,
0: Stuber. Stuber, <laughs> <laughs> great movie, great actress, and Dave Batista. Dave Batista, yeah, Stuber was really good. Stu. <laughs> For, you know, not to get off onto a thing, but I recommend Hunting Down on VOD, the movie Stuber. I think it's also streaming. I can't exactly quote where. I want to say Amazon Prime, maybe Hulu. <laughs>
1: maybe. Stuber,
0: Camille Nangiani, Dave Batista, Betty Gilpin in a small role. Very funny, very heartwarming, touched my heart. <laughs> I don't know how genuine you're being right now. I'm being 100% genuine. Oh my God. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, two and a half out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, we're going to just talk about uh, some stuff we've seen that we recommend recently. Uh, starting off, Zach, what did you find on Netflix?
1: So, I mean, I saw the Pete Davidson stand-up, and I would definitely recommend it. I think it's pretty, it's really edgy, but it's it's pretty good. What's it called? It's called Alive from New York. Alive from New York. You know, a pun on you know Saturday Night Live. Never heard of it. Oh, it's like it's it's not that big of a show. I think it's on like NBC. It'd be funnier if this was a video podcast and it they could, could see the hat I'm wearing right <laughs> now. <laughs> <so SNL> hat. <laughs> no, so basically, um, he he talks about um, Louis C.K. He has a really good bit on that, and that's pretty funny. Um, he talks about Ariana Grande a lot. Yeah, I did hear that he addressed it on there. It's it's pretty good. That's what I'm saying. you got to check it out. Yeah,
0: because well, from what I've seen from mostly seen, I've seen a little bit of his stand-up, mostly from the Comedy Central roasts, mm-hmm. which I partake in viewing, uh, he goes super dark. And, like, his father passed away on 9-11. Oh, and yeah. And he makes fun of it. He goes so dark with that. Yeah. It's insane. He had one joke during the Justin Bieber one that I was just like, holy dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, the last part of the stand-up was just about, he's like, oh, now it's time for 9-11 to- <laughs> Yeah, he just goes
0: for the really edgy humor, and uh, you know, I'm also, I'm a fan of that. You know, I can get down with it, so I don't think it's for everybody, but... Yeah, no. It,
1: it, if you're easily offended, you can he, see he's it. He's
0: pretty polarizing, Pete yeah. Davidson right now. You either uh, really like him, or you don't want anything to do with him.
1: Yeah, well, if, he, if he, that's what you're into, you should check it out, because it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I've been meaning to check it out. Well, you definitely should. If you have Netflix, and I don't know if many of you out here have Netflix, but
0: yeah, Netflix, a little small streaming service, is trying to take off. Uh, yeah. Pete Davidson, live from New York, recommended. Yep. I went to the cinema. What you you left your house? I left my house. I was scrolling Netflix. I said, you know, not doing it for me. I need to get out and have the theatrical experience. So I had 16 beers and saw Ben Affleck's new movie, The <laughs> Way Back. <laughs> Just kidding, but Ben Affleck, had it, he probably had north of 100 beers during this film. <laughs> but actually, you know, kind of got to apologize to it, because I listened back to our second episode when we discussed the way back, and we were kind of laughing at it when we brought it up in our upcoming 2020 movies. Uh, the fact, uh, we had our friend of the show, Tyler, on and he said it looks very wholesome and heartwarming, and we both mocked that. But I got to say, after seeing it, it is...
1: It is wholesome and a heartwarming. It is,
0: because it's, it's just really well done. Gavin O'Connor directed it. He di- he's directed uh, Warrior, a really good Tom Hardy wrestling movie. Uh, he did The Accountant with Ben Affleck, which mm-hmm. got mixed reception, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I like The Accountant. Uh, so he's just a really talented uh, director, and they do, uh, not going to spoil it at all, but uh, the story, it follows the cliche beats that you can expect from the trailer but it also t- uh, just handles things in a really realistic way and uh... the story goes uh, just different than i expected it to go and it just stayed really grounded to reality and i was surprised that they stayed so true to what like would realistically happen mm. and it's pretty good ben affleck is really solid in it i can tell he said it's his favorite role he's ever done really? But yeah he's been really, he's been really on the press for it too doing all sorts of he was on first take Stephen a smith yeah doing all the press junkets for it he's really proud of this movie and you can tell he was just like really into the character and committed to it uh, because it really translates and i think it takes what could have been just another cliche uh comeback story and makes it something a little more than that and so it's nothing like great i still don't think we've had anything call a great movie this year yet i think we're getting there to that time but definitely one of the stronger ones we've had this year definitely a recommendation if you're heading out to the theater so how about movies that you've seen that you did not like well the reason i left my house away from netflix <laughs> is because i was lured into the movie spencer confidential a recently released netflix original film starring mark Wahlberg, directed by peter berg the duo that has brought us such hits uh they brought first it started off strong with lone survivor but that was a pretty good movie mm. uh Deepwater horizon I saw that one. Yeah, it was solid. Again, these are all... They they do true stories. True story action movies where Mark Wahlberg plays the central guy.
1: He plays himself, basically an asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I kind of like... I like Mark Wahlberg, but the actor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clarify.
0: Um, and then they had... Uh, they had Patriot's Day, which was the Boston Bombings movie. Mm. And then is when they deteriorated from the true story and decided to make mile 22 It's an original action film just a shit fest that movie was is horrible a complete like i could say i didn't see patriots Day. i heard it was all right i thought the first two movies for them were solid but
1: mile 22 man what a stinker i watched that movie and it takes so it's so hard to remember what happens just because it's so stupid
0: I can remember just the action is just horribly shot and edited they yeah. have the actor from the raid one of the best action stunt guys and that you could get for a movie and they shoot him towards just cutting around him like 20 cuts on a scene so you can't see him doing the stunts what's the <laughs> point of having him in the movie if i can't see him do his shit <laughs> it,
1: that movie was so stupid because it's like the premise is that they had they had to get across the town and then there was all these like people that were betraying it just yeah they just had to get this one dude from one location to like an airport and then like again i'm i'm speculating because I saw this and i just don't remember because <laughs> it was so crappy but it didn't at the end they're like oh it was a horrible like triple quadruple cross yeah, yeah they just kept crossing each other it's like okay it was like a parody almost it was like, oh my <laughs> I mean, God. that's what i remember too yeah the shitty action and all the crosses at the end mm-hmm Uh, so stupid uh, but now they've brought us Spencer Confidential
0: which is again uh, not based on a true story just an original action movie Mark Wahlberg plays a former cop who I'm just gonna (laughs) gonna spoil Spencer Confidential but just at the beginning of the movie you see why uh, he plays like he's just run his own business and you see why he's not in the police force anymore is because he beats the crap out of the police chief at the time, which for reasons that are revealed later in the movie. <laughs> but all you see at the time, and you hear his court testimony in the background as he's doing it, and as he's beating the guy down, the one says, Do you have anything to add as he's being sentenced? And he says, The motherfucker deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> That was my worst Boston accent, but it's just I was like, okay, I'm kind of in because it's really trash, <laughs> but it's kind of fun trash, and it was for the first half. Post Malone is in the movie. Yeah, I think that's its biggest draw. It I saw is, that. That's the only that's reason I, I watched I that movie. It out. Yep. Uh, and he has kind of not a big role, but more of a role than I thought.
1: You know, if Post Malone's going to be in movies, he's already typecast as now criminal. He has to be because <laughs> he's so ta- yeah, I know. yeah. You can't. <laughs> It's not worth the money. Either to has to be to a talk.
0: rapper or a criminal. Like he's just he's kind of your typecast. Unless you can, Like they can probably
1: digital him out. And then now with Hollywood, watch he'd be like some humble like, like step dad or th- guess the playing cool playing uncle. The, <laughs> the Yeah, Okay, he's starting the next religious film. Yeah,
0: the new A24, which is so. But uh movie are confidential it's really bad uh the action is better than in mile 22 it's still not great i don't know it happened to peter burke and his ability to shoot action maybe they just don't give a fuck anymore they're just printing money off these things yep the they, passion's gone they the ran out of there. original stories uh, like, <laughs> we don't have to do them justice anymore because there aren't real life people to satisfy like who cares
1: you know the thing with the real true stories is that most of the time it doesn't need to be made into a movie a prime example of that is the Clint Eastwood movie. The... Fuck, what's it called? 1917. 1517 to Paris. 1517 to Paris. That movie was such a waste of time.
0: That's a Wikipedia
1: page scan and you're good. Because the whole... Like, the premise of the movie doesn't even take place until, like, what, the last five minutes? Like, Mm -hmm. you had to make a whole movie out of this? And there's nothing that they do in their life really that explains... what. Like, yeah, they were soldiers... And then they also decided to cast the real people in the movie. Mistake. Mistake. Okay, because they're all not respect, actors. All respect to them. Yeah. But
0: they're not actors. No. And you're kind of just like exp- throwing them out there, kind of exposing them as non-actors. If you, yeah. I blame that on Clint Eastwood, not them.
1: And if you, if you want to see a movie about what it's like to, you know, go on vacation in uh, Europe, that's a good movie. I mean, they take a lot of selfies. There's so many selfies. <laughs> it should be called Selfies in Europe.
0: The selfie stick got a lot of bump from 1570 It's just
1: That movie was so frustrating because nothing mattered. I mean, I think that's a prime example of you don't need to make every single real-life story into a full movie. It mm-hmm. could Did be you, even, you know... It could have been a short film and it still would have been too long for how, what, it, what it was. Yeah. Because none of the backstory even mattered about the event. The event was they stopped something like a stabbing or... A shooting. The shooting. The guy came on with a... Like, that's a they whole movie? Them.
0: But, yeah, nothing, again, like, you don't have anything about the shooter leading up to it. It's just all about them. And nothing happens to them. Everyone's okay. So it's not like a tragic story where one of them died or something. Nope. So, yeah, it's just something you don't need to see as a movie.
1: And that was kind of a religious movie as well. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, did
0: have some faith stuff going on in
1: it low-key. Clint will do that to you sometimes. Yeah, I'll, he just, I'll like, sprinkle so it in, in there. He's old. He has to push his agenda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a little tangent about crappy movie.
0: Yeah, you know, it's just an episode of crappy movies.
1: Go. <laughs> right, the way back in the Pete Davidson thing or what's good. All right, guys, and that's going to do it for episode 6 of the Film Bums podcast. Thank you guys so much
0: for listening. We're going to be back next time. More movie shit, some more reviews, probably going to have going to do actually the next one we have planned is going to be a Pixar podcast going to be breaking down all of Pixar our rankings of all of them. I think we've definitely got some different opinions on mm-hmm. some of them.
1: If you thought Pixar wasn't controversial, get ready. Get ready <laughs> cuz grown men are going to debate Pixar. <laughs> uh, also discuss the um the the new Pixar movie that just came
0: out, Onward. Onward, yeah. Onward, we're going to be talking about that. Let's look forward to that next time. Yeah, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. Keep watching those films. bums.